Welcome back to the TNT B&B Podcast. These episodes will involve two longtime friends watching a movie and then discussing it at length. So sit back, mix a drink, because you know we'll be drinking. And listener beware, we'll be spoiling the shit out of the movie we watched. Here we go again. Back just two of us. These are probably going to be more regular once a week as we continue. Yeah, we're trying new things. Yep. So last time we did a twofer that we had never seen. Yeah. This is also going to be a new edition. I don't think we've ever done a documentary. No, and it just kind of just dawned on me today. I was like, huh, like a documentary based on movies? That'd be a nice spinoff here and there. Like, why not? Yeah, and the fact that this whole podcast is centered around movies, it made sense to do a documentary on movies. Yeah, you can do movies, actors, actresses, like any anything. It opens it up a lot. Yeah, and so... That being said, the documentary that we watched is called Skin, A History of Nudity in the Movies. This came out in 2020. It has an IMDb of 6.7, a Metascore of 64, Rotten Tomatoes of 85% tomato meter, 75% audience. It had a budget of approximately $375,000. I don't believe it had a release, so there are no <coughs> theater numbers at all. It was direct- Usually documentaries are not released in theaters. Some are, but yeah, most of them aren't. I don't we watched it on Hulu. I don't know if it was a Hulu original or I probably most likely was. Could have been, but But go ahead. It was directed by Danny Wolf, written by Paul Feischbein. And Danny Wolf. Brothers. No. Oh, they said two wolves. No, Paul Feischbein. Oh. Danny Wolf wrote and directed it. Ah, yeah, I got confused. There we go. Got it. Okay. So here's my question to you. Okay, yeah. We're drinking McMaster's and Diet Pepsi. Things don't change. Um. Here's my question to you. Okay. What is one instance, like, what movie comes right to your head as a child that you watched and, like, that your first movie that had nudity? The first one? That you can remember vividly. I I mean, the one that stuck with me was probably Wild Things. Hmm. Um, I had seen Porky's and Animal House and shit like that before, but... That was nothing like Wild Things was. Wild Things was more s- significantly more salacious, yeah. more sexy, if you will. See, yeah, I watched Porky's probably around seven, eight, maybe. I have a feeling I know what yours is going to be. No, you don't. No? Um, the one that stuck with you? Well, I thought it'd be Titanic. Titanic's there, but this, you is, saw this is a movie that I have vivid, vivid memories of. Okay. But I'm going to go, before I say my movie, I want to say I also started watching, like, Friday the 13th, Slashers, yeah. Yeah, and this yeah. and that at seven, eight years old. The one movie that stuck to my head is, you know, your parents telling you to go to bed because they rented a VHS and you <laughs> okay. had to go to bed. Yeah. Well, in my head, well, there has to be something <laughs> on there see. that I have to see that <laughs> yeah. I can't see. Yeah. So when they went to church and I did not go that time, I remember because they didn't return the movie yet, it was still sitting on the top of the thing. Mm-hmm. So I got put in the VCR to fast forward <laughs> right. just to figure out why I could not watch that movie. Right. What was it? Tin Cup. Oh, shit. Okay. Interesting. I, I would never have guessed that. Yeah. But yeah, the, the point I'm making with Wild Things is you see – Nudity and all the 80s horror movies mm-hmm. and shit like that. And it's, it's almost, I don't know, the wild things, there were three or four different scenes in there where it's like, holy shit. Yeah. Where it's, it's I, I don't know if the, it's sexier than 
anything I had seen before. Well, you got that. the threesome and yeah, <clears throat> right. Like it's, it's more sultry. Nev fucking, Campbell, you know, erotic, if you yeah, will. Yeah, Denise Richards, but yeah, I mean that one stuck in my head. But the reason why Ten Cup was stuck in my head was because my mom specifically told specifically me I could, said I could you couldn't watch, watch it. it. And I just remember, like, oh. Well, that was her first mistake. Yeah. <laughs> Curiosity killed You me. cannot watch this movie. Essentially means I'm going to watch this movie. Yeah. <laughs> I actually liked that movie. I haven't seen it. Fucking, who was it? Was that Rene Russo? Yeah. Was it? And, um, why am I having a blank? Right I now? am, too. Uh, I have a picture of him in my head. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Costner. Yeah, Kevin Costner. Yeah. But no, this movie, you know, they had nudity in films before there was there was voices. Yeah, well, like the guy said, like it's the 1880s when they started fucking making films. They were a minute long or two minutes long. Is that what I heard? The first say? ones were like the arrival of a train. Yeah. It was more of a proof of concept, I think. I don't think they were showing them in, like, theaters or okay, anything. Okay, because I could not go, by the time my butt hits the seat, I'm getting up and leaving. I think at that point, it was more of a proof of technology. Like, yeah. look at what we can do with this. And then What's-His-Face had a thing where they had independent films where you had to be part of his. Thomas Edison, yeah. yeah. He kind of uh, stole the patent for the projection and uh, camera yeah, from so some Frenchman. Yeah, so the independents like, oh, if we show some skin here a little bit, we're going to. Uh... No, that wasn't the issue. The issue was if you make a film, you had to pay. The exactly. Group. It didn't have anything to do with nudity at that point. But that's how their thought was how to get more people to watch those independent films yes, that, was that, to show more skin. That is correct. Yes. And uh, apparently in the old, like back in that time, you had to sh have nudity like a statue or a painting. It couldn't yeah. move. It had to be arts. Yeah. Artsy. Yeah. And anytime a nude body was in motion, that's when it became salacious, mm -hmm. which was interesting. I didn't quite understand that. Yeah. So, I mean, it's really interesting how that and then they started getting into movies where there was actual speeches like talking yeah it was around the mid 20s 27 i think, I think is yeah. what they said and then like the churches came out with these ratings <laughs> the catholic they, they, they created is, like a catholic commission or something yeah so a was for <clears throat> a was there's nothing wrong with this movie it's fine b was it's kind of borderline, but and then you see, can still going to see, hell. yeah, you watch this movie, you're going to hell, which just made people go watch it even mm -hmm. more. Kind of like the same thing with your mom. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and they would, they, apparently they were giving those out and at Sunday mass. Like, yeah, that was like their, there's, it was their in their newsletter or whatever. Or whatever yeah, you want to call this that. movie is a this, this is a that. And, they were saying, like, this was, like, at the height of the Great Depression, so people wanted to be entertained. They didn't mm -hmm. want real life. They wanted to just escape, which is... Yeah, and it killed me because it seemed, from what I got from this, and quote me if I'm wrong, um, that caused, like, a big blank of nudity in films going from the 30s up until the 50s. Is when it because I don't remember them talking about a lot of 40 films. No, because I mean, they, they kind of shut it down with that. I can't remember the guy's name, but he set up that code that lasted from the 30s to the 50s where you were only getting like stag films with yeah. nudity, anything that was going through the holiday. Because he said that if you were going to get funding for a film, it had to adhere to this code. Mm -hmm. And the code essentially was no nudity. So in order to make a movie in the Hollywood industry, you couldn't have nudity. So that's when the stag films started coming out in the underground and yeah, peep show fucking theaters and shit like that. That makes sense. But then I don't quite remember why the change was um, to go from that and into the 50s. I know they said that Marilyn Monroe had that nude cattle or calendar. 
Yes. And they had, there was kind of a funny quote that she had. Like, what did you have on? And she said, the radio. Implying that she was well, butt-ass naked and only the radio was on. Um, she's, She was in Playboy. It started in 54 was when she did Playboy. She was in Playboy in 54? Yeah. She so was that the, was she after. Was the first. First Hollywood celebrity? The first ever. No, that's not true. There's no way that's true. Dude. I am pretty sure. She was in Playboy number one. Yes. I don't think so. Holy shit, you're right. So you're questioning me when it comes to Playboy <laughs> yeah. and nudity. I, I, I like, I'm sitting here just knowing the truth. I should have known better. My grandpa had that. I should have known better. My grandpa, when he cleaned out his closet, <coughs> had that issue. All right, fair enough. But yes. Wait, oh, wait. Marilyn Monroe didn't actually pose for the first issue of Playboy. Never actually posed for the magazine. In fact, oh, I think he bought the old images, like, from their calendar that she shot. Okay. I think he bought the rights to that and put it in Playboy. Cause she, she was on the first cover. Yes, she, but she never posed for Playboy. Exactly. Gotcha. So I'm right. And you're just trying to make it where I don't sound right, and I'm always right when it comes to nudity. But, I mean, she was kind of the... First mainstream A-list Hollywood celebrity to kind of show that it's okay to be nude, it seemed like. Because yeah. then they were saying after her, then Jane Mansfield came in. And yeah, it goes Marilyn Monroe and then her. And there was one other one, I can't remember her name, that followed suit. When it came to the older movies, I'm about... Well, we'll get there. Well, when we get to the newer ones, yeah. But, no, like... Yeah, Marilyn Monroe was... The, she was very, she was body positive. She was a, yeah. she was a beautiful, not ultra skinny. No, no, definitely not. <coughs> perfect. I mean, the whole skinny thing didn't come in until after. Yeah. Like, she was just a. Well, that was about the 70s, woman. the Coke phase. Yeah, I, that's probably a fair assessment. <laughs> Cause you ain't gonna, you're not gonna be eating shit when you're on that. But yeah, I mean, I think the stag shit even continued into the fifties, and the because they were just kind of saying the code was still there, and they're just saying fuck it. Yeah. Like, well, and this is another thing we missed here because they started even in the thirties, maybe the late twenties, a body doubles for nudity. Like, they started that early that in the yeah, movies. That was with, happening. With body doubles. And that's just really interesting that it was that early. I would not expect that early because... You wouldn't think of it, no. Because, Why like, would you even consider it? Yeah, why like, would yeah. you even do that? Like, okay, you're going to pay me... Oh, well, back then. You're going to pay me $100 to do this movie, and I had to show myself? No. Oh, okay. Yeah, and... Oh, because... I'm just going to say it, and don't edit this part. Back in those days, women were objects. Whatever the male said, it was a the different women time for sure. And that is very what the 30s, 40s, 50s, and then the 60s, they started trying to get their rights. And, I mean, I know it started way back before that, but it didn't really stick up until like the later end. Like you're a stay at home. You're listening to the mail. You're cooking, cleaning, doing your shit. Right. But we should also mention that the, like the first mainstream woman to be nude in American cinema. She was that model where there's a bunch of statues and sculptures, apparently all around New York city. They're based on her image. Yeah. She tried to kill herself by drinking mercury. Yes, and she lived to be 100. <laughs> Whether or not that was because of the nudity she did on film, I, they didn't really say. I'm sure she probably it, it might have been a factor, but what is probably the leading factor? But yeah, she ended up spending most of the time in a sanitarium and living to 104, which is wild. Yeah. But that was another thing they were saying with her. Like there had to be a purpose. Like they were saying something about, I can't remember the titles of those movies, but it was more about art than telling a story. Yeah. Like, 
It had to have artistic value, I think is what they said. Yeah, so... I mean... Then they just got into the brutal part. Like, uh, Psycho, she was a body double. Yeah. And that's what I was going into before I said that with the body doubles that happened in the 30s. But it actually did that because she had in her claws... Um, what was it, Curtis? Last, her last name, Curtis? Janet Lee. Janet Lee. Um, Jamie Lee, Curtis's mom. Yeah. Um, she... She had a clause of no nudity, no which nudity. I didn't know those even existed back then. Again, you're in that era where, where like, if you want to roll, you're going to do this. Yeah. And she must have been a name enough to have that kind of clout. Yeah. Where. But, but yeah, I mean, nudity in like Hollywood produced films was kind of non-existent from the 30s to the 50s. Until Marilyn Monroe and Jane or Jane Mansfield. What's her name? Yeah, that sounds right. I think that's right. They kind of brought it to the mainstream, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And then, was it the late 50s, early 60s when the MPAA came in with the new ratings? The X-rated? Yeah. It was like the late 60s. Was it the late? Okay, I think you're right. Because, yeah, that makes sense. Because they didn't even add PG-13 to the 80s. No. So they had PGR or X, I guess. But that was the funny thing where they said they never copyrighted the X rating. Mm-hmm. So then porn companies could just make a full hardcore porno rated as X, didn't have to show it to the MPAA at all, and put it in theaters. Yeah. And they were advertising like you had fucking Deep Throat and devil and miss jones or whatever the fuck it was being advertised in the los angeles times yeah debbie does dales yeah bambi woods um but no um and that's what's also about crazy about that era the 70s like you're driving down the highway there's a movie theater driving movie theater. driving theater, yeah and and just... there's some boobies yeah <laughs> the one that i don't remember what the movie was called but the one that was super graphic Mm-hmm. When they're like naked bodies, but they're also getting disemboweled and shit, and you're just driving by and you see that with your kids. <laughs> shit. Well, and that's why the older era is. That's why our shit is just going downhill. But yeah, it's it's funny how you shelter the kids nowadays, and it's just. Making them little pussies, to be honest, is the best way to put this in the world. Well, you've heard the phrase, hard times make hard men, hard men make good times, good times make soft men, soft men make hard times. Mm-hmm. It's kind of, So we're in the <coughs> soft men make hard times state of that. Yeah. But, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, and even... Back in those, like, the 50s, 60s, the nudity wasn't really overtly sexual. No. It was just nudity for nudity's sake. Well, actually, you want to go into this? Okay. You know what they didn't talk about? What's up? Blue Lagoon? They, I mean... They didn't didn't even bring up Brooke Shields and the pretty... Young girl, whatever yeah, the they fuck that happened in 78, 77 when he was, she was like 10 years old. Yeah, well, that's a whole documentary in and of itself. Well, they made it. that already. Yeah. It's Brooke Shields herself. But in my head, like, that's pretty iconic. I am kind of surprised it didn't really delve into the exploitation of it. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, they kind of touched on it. But I'm sure there were moments like, I mean, they didn't talk about the casting couch, which I'm sure was a huge fucking thing in the 40s, 50s, 60s. Yeah. It was just basically talking about the nudity that was put to film and not yeah. really how it got there or why it was there or anything I mean, like it was that. already two hours and ten minutes. If they went any Yeah, deeper, oh, for sure. They would have turned that into like a four-part yeah, series. Yeah, it'd have to something. be a miniseries for sure, but... It's 
But yeah, I mean, this film or this brought up another point. And this film didn't really have nudity, but the sexuality to it. But they didn't even talk about cruel intentions. Well, I mean, they, they or, can't um, hit on every single or American movie. Beauty. These are all award-winning. Well, American Beauty is exactly. cruel intentions didn't win a goddamn thing. Exactly. But, well, <laughs> well, it did win Best Kiss at the MTV Movie yeah, Awards. Yeah, there we go. See, <laughs> they both won awards. Damn it. But yeah, I mean, there. I mean, there's such a broad topic. Yeah, you like, can only touch on. So I mean, much. they did bring up American Pie. I'm talking about movies in my era now. Right, right. Um, they brought up. They didn't bring up wild things, did they? They just showed they a did. picture. They they talked about it, and in the kind of scope of the sexual thrillers with yeah. like, um, Basic Instinct, and it was kind of lumped in with all of those. Yeah, you're right. But yeah, I mean American Pie, they they mentioned that in particular because that was kind of the reemergence of the sex comedy. I saw that with my stepdad at 13 years old. I don't think I saw that in theater. Well, 99. Yeah, I was thir- no, I just I was 14. But we went to Studio 28. Did he know what it was? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure your mom was thrilled. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what? One of the most uh, weirdest movie experience I ever went to. What'd that be? I went to the movie with my dad and my stepdad. Just them. That movie? No, I, we oh. saw Escanaba and the, the Moonlight. Oh, I've never seen that. Oh, I've seen that a few times. But, yeah, it, that was a pretty awkward movie. Well, not awkward, but... Have Just awkward having both of them. Yeah. Really. yeah, I believe it. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, what else did they... I mean... So... They were talking, like... It's just kind of weird to me. Okay. So, this is where I was going with. I'm a little high. Um, how we've seen... A lot of these movies in the last two years, because we've been going yeah, to the eighties like, and nineties and stuff like that. So when you it see was kind of funny film, to fucking. And then there's some that I was like, "Damn, I missed it for that year." Yeah, like, I want to like, give that how, a shot. How did I not see that one? Yeah, yeah a few so, of those for sure. And now I'm like in my head, I was like, I would have watched that. <laughs> I mean, it's got boobies. It's got boobies. <laughs> I mean, we're all male, like. I'll just be honest. I watched a good one today that had a lot of boobies and everything. French? Yeah. They do make a point in the movie of saying that, too, how the European, like, that that was a big thing. They they would fly over European actresses to be in American films because the American actresses wouldn't do any of the nudity. Yeah. <clears throat> Which, okay. They, they Europeans don't give a fuck. No, they don't. <laughs> And they, I mean, they do do a decent job of touching on like the male nudity aspect of it, also. How, yeah, I didn't realize there's that many penises out in this world today. In film, no, not so much. Like, to be honest, we just watched American Gigolo. I didn't even know that his penis was out when I watched it. Oh, yeah, I caught it. Mm. Oh, that's because you're looking for it. Oh, shit. I didn't know it was there, so that, you know how I know How did you gay? not? He's walking back from the window right at the fucking camera. Because I'm probably just looking at his face because I don't want to look down below. <laughs> so I'm not gay. Jesus. But there was that one movie. It was a British film where the two guys were wrestling naked. And the way they cut it. It shows one guy tackle the other guy, and instead of showing them like actually wrestling and fighting, it just cuts to them laying, oh, yeah. laying sweaty on the floor. I thought you were talking about Borat for a second. No, not yet. I was like, <laughs> I'm like, that was not German, dude. No, it was British. British, I mean. But, yeah, and the guy's like, is that too rough for you or something? Which basically implies that they just had sex. Yeah. When the movie, they were actually fighting. 
It's like mm-hmm. you just made it worse by cutting all that shit out. Yeah. But yeah. I think it's like Peter O'Toole not... or something in that movie too. Go on. Did you ever not see Borat? I've seen Borat. I never saw Bruno. Mm. I think I turned Bruno off. It is. But I've, I have seen Borat. It's just not my kind of comedy. No, it's, it's not so mine either. Awkward. It is awkward. It's weird. I mean, to me, I can handle that if I smoke enough and I just sit there and stare at TV and I don't. But, yeah. It's awkward as shit. Yep. But, but I mean, they... They do, uh, I mean, they kind of break the movie up into, not necessarily years, but, like, style of movie. Like, you had all the female prison movies. Yeah, I wish they would have stuck to more, like... Chronologically? Yeah, because one point we're talking about a movie in the late 70s. And then we're back to 50s. And they jump back to, like, Psycho and shit. Yeah, 60s. It's like... Um, I'm confused as shit. Yeah, I think it would have been better to just keep the keep it linear. Yeah, as I I kind of understand why they did it that way to kind of show the inspiration of why this happened. They mm-hmm. show you this, and this is where they got it from. But I think it would have been better just to keep it strictly linear. Yeah, I mean, it was a great documentary. Um, I just. To be honest, I did not know there was that much nudity in films before the forties. Yeah, I didn't either. I thought I thought it was all fucking locked down. I know. Like I said, I'm surprised I didn't mention Betty Page at all because she was kind of like a pinup model who did some nude movies that kind of had okay. caused some problems back. I think that was in the fifties, maybe forties or fifties. Yeah. Because I know they made a movie based on her. It's Notorious Betty Page is the name of it. But I was kind of surprised they didn't mention her at all because she was kind of a pioneer in women being naked on film and yeah. print. It she, I mean, I know who she is. I mean, that's another good point. Like, there's all these people they didn't bring up. But again, I mean, you, there's you could go so many different ways with the top. It's such a broad topic yeah again we brought this up and now that we're talking about it they should have made this a series a one season they should have yeah like the first episode is like 1882 break it down by decade or something yeah like because they didn't have a lot going there so you can do like there and then when there's and go 1900 to 1920 yeah and then from there just go decade yeah i think that would have been a really good idea yeah, because then, because I think they try to put so much into two hours and ten minutes where they missed out on a bunch of things. Yeah, I, yeah, for sure. They could, they, I mean, they do a pretty good job with the time that they had allotted. But you could have gone a lot deeper than they did if you wanted to, for sure. Yeah. And that's where, yeah, like, you know... You could have done, yeah, I would have said after like 1960, you could do like you do the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s, 2010s, and then now. Yeah, and it'll be interesting like 10 years on from now how it changed with all the Me Too and Harvey Weinstein shit. and I mean, they talked to um, Intimacy Director, whatever the fuck their title was, where they have them on sets now whenever there's nudity or a sex scene being filmed. Dude, that's just... I don't want to sound like a pervert because I'm not, but sometimes it makes a movie. Like... There are times when nudity is necessary, absolutely. Yeah, like how the one girl, that one director or whatever she was talking, she's like, Amy Heckerling. She was like, it's 
awkward as shit when you have sheets just up to your neck. Yeah. Like, that's not real life. Yep. Like, if you just get done having sex, sometimes you don't have blankets on. And even, uh, that wasn't, I don't remember who was talked about that. Amy Heckerling was a director of Fast Times. Yes. And she was saying she had to cut a male nudity scene because that would have given them an X rating. But she wanted it because that whole awkward teenage first time seeing a naked guy in front of you, she wanted to have that reaction. Yeah. But she had to cut it because it would have been an X rating if she left it in. Speaking of, I mean, we should mention who was actually interviewed in the movie because that's pulled some pretty big people. Yeah. And Malcolm McDowell. Which you didn't realize that he was on Entourage. I, I hated Entourage. I loved it. I just rewatched it. But, I mean, he's in there for, I mean, he was kind of the big nude male in the 70s, like Caligula, uh, Clockwork Orange, and... That one yeah. movie I'd never heard of, the first one. but So they interviewed him. They had Sean Young, who was in that Kevin Costner spy movie. That's kind of what they were talking to her about. Uh, fuck, what was it called? When he was a double agent for Russia, working with She Got Killed. Yes. I can't, can't remember, remember the name of it. It was on both our lists. Yeah. It's a really good film. Shannon Elizabeth from American Pie. And Pam Greer from all those 70s. She was kind of the star of those women prison movies. Mm-hmm. Um, they had a, a porn star from Zack and Mary, Tracy Lords. Yep. Uh, who else was in there? A bunch of ones from the 70s nude girls, which I don't really know. Yeah, I don't know. I. Yeah, I don't remember much of that. It would have been kind of crazy if they would have done Sharon Stone or like um, um, Heather Graham or something. Yeah, I mean, it's all about scheduling conflicts. Kevin Smith made an appearance. Yeah. Talk about Zach and Mary. Yeah, Amy Heckerling from Director of Fast Times. Oh, they had Joe Dante, who directed Gremlins. He kind of did some nudie films before that. Yeah. Uh, which, that was interesting. The way they categorized films in like the 50s and 60s, they call them cutie nudies or something. And they had a few different... Uh, categories for movies that had nudity in them and fucking Jack Nicholson directed one Robert De Niro was in one yeah like like like, the cowboy something was Jack Nicholson well not the Midnight Cowboy or whatever that was uh, different that was the one with John Voight that was the first NC-17 movie to get nominated or something like that yeah yeah, they had a bunch. I've uh, uh, Christ, I can't remember her name. Linda Blair. She was in one of those prison movies, and that was kind of where they talked about her getting the exploitative side of it. Mm-hmm. And she's like, "He fucking hit me hard," and they kept changing the script, and the water was ice cold, and yeah. So I mean, they didn't like I said, they didn't really delve into that aspect of it too much, but. It would have been interesting. I understand why they didn't, because, like you said, we only have two hours. Yeah, so. it would be good if they would have made this into a series. I think so. Like Cover it from all aspects. To exactly. Get-, get more people on board to do it. And, like, let's just be real. Sharon Stone's an icon in the 90s. Have her do the 90s, some 90s things there. And, discuss and Heather the- Graham is in the 2000s. Ask her to do that. Yeah, and discuss, like, what it was like was, I mean, it seems like now nowadays it's completely different. But even back in, like, the 90s, like, if you want the role, you got to drop exactly. trial. And uh, some of them, there were a few. Oh, pause this real quick. <clears throat> One of the things that I did notice about the people that they interviewed 
Like a lot of the actresses were like, I'm totally fine. Like Betsy Russell, I think was her name from private school. Yeah. She's like, I'm never going to look this good again. I want this on film. Mm-hmm. And Shannon Elizabeth also said like, I wouldn't have my career if I didn't go nude in American Pie. Yeah. So, I mean, it's kind of a double-edged sword at that point. Like, yeah, I mean, are you willing to do it? And well, they gave Margot Robbie the option um, in Wolf of Wall Street, yeah. right? And she's like, "I'll do it." And look at what it did for her career. Yeah, I mean, you could make the argument that it was unnecessary. Yeah, you didn't need it, but she was willing to. And that's something I'd like to see. Because it's hard to determine when nudity is a necessity for the movie or the story and when it's just... An add-on? Egregious. Yeah, it's yeah. just there for... Like a lot of the, especially the 80s comedies or even the 80s horror movies, they put tits in there just to have tits in there. Exactly. It didn't add anything to the story or anything else. It was just there. Mm-hmm. there's there to be there. And I don't even know how to determine that myself. Like, in a movie like the one that they brought up, uh, I Spit on Your Grave. Yeah. Where there's a brutal sexual assault. It's almost necessary to show as much as you can to make it that fucking give it that horrific yeah yeah it's like last house on the left the same thing absolutely but is that egregious or is that necessary i don't i don't know how to determine that okay so i never seen i spit on your grave from what i've heard but i've seen last house on the left Mm -hmm. the original i have seen the original the west craven one yes you don't have to go that graphic. Well, well and that's where you cross the line. Like, yes, you can show it. Like, this was not a good thing, but there is also going. Okay, we overshowing this for too long, too graphic, too this. Like, it's horrific. Like, it's it takes me that back to that Jody Foster. Yeah, I was just gonna bring that up. Like, like was that? How, did they go too far, or was that? I think that, they went too far. I mean, it, it's it's hard to distinguish where that line is. I think I don't know. I, I honestly think don't why, know. I think when I start getting uncomfortable, it's one of those things where you you know it when you see it. Yeah, and I kind of agree with you. That one went. So too far. it's like, or you what, haven't seen Irreversible. Irreversible is the worst one I, I think can, I've ever seen. I can be very. Knowing that it's just a movie and it's just this, like it's not real, right. blah, blah, blah. I can put myself into that. Yeah, of course. But when I course. start getting too uncomfortable, that's when I'm like, they've crossed a line. And that's where I got with Jodie Foster. I got with oh, The Last House on the Left. And then what I've heard with I Spend Your Grave. Yeah. I heard, like, all of that to me is just, you pushed a line. We knew where you were going. You didn't have to go that far into it. Right. But then that begs the question. You have to push the line when you're telling that kind of story. In a comedy, like, yeah. does, did American Pie 2 need all those tits in there just to be there? No, but like, they, they had them. They did. But it didn't add to the movie or story at all. Exactly. So I, it's it's tough to distinguish where that line is. Well, to be honest, with American Pie, the whole webcamming thing was a thing at the time. That was, I and mean, so that, that I, was, I think I think that scene was necessary. Yes, but I'm I'm talking more in the sequels where I don't think I mean just they just have tits for tits. Yeah, there isn't really they, a reason for they it. They did, but they didn't. I, like, I'm just, I'm not trying to single out American <laughs> Pie. I'm talking about most. Yeah. 2000 to 2010 sex comedies. Yeah, that's true. Like they I mean even going back to like Animal House and shit. I mean it was funny when you have uh I can't fucking talk about Belushi again. How's this yeah, going I mean, on the day of this? Yeah, but 
I was trying to think of his character's name in the movie, and it's fucking escaping me. But yeah, he's just kind of peeping in on the girls changing. It's kind of funny, but is it necessary? Yeah. It just shows his character is what it is at that point. Yeah. Was it Bluto? Is that his name? Was something like that. Yeah, I can't remember. Well, we're getting that ear soon, so. Um, hopefully, because this kid keeps fucking extending shit. But, um, yeah, I mean, there's, there's movies that should have it. Movies that, like, you shouldn't have done it, but cool. But, I mean, at that point also, if if the actress has no qualms about it at all. Yeah. I mean, it's essentially, I don't know. I mean, you're talking to a fa- to a person whose family has, is nudist. I'm, yeah. And, so, <laughs> and it's funny because they were talking about, like, the early movies were just, like, basically filming a nudist colony. Just people walking around, swimming, yeah. sunbathing, and that was it. There was no mm-hmm. story, no nothing. <laughs> but, so. yeah, like, I have no problem. I would, I'd strip down naked if I had to and just walk around. Why the fuck wouldn't I? I mean, I mean, you got to show it. I mean, that's kind of what Betsy Russell was like. I'm never going to look this good again. Let's put it on fucking stock and have it forever. But there, you also get the horror stories of girls being coerced or threatened or forced into doing scenes like that. And yeah. Like I said, this documentary doesn't really delve into the dark side of. Well, they open it up with Weinstein. Well, yeah, I mean, they get they dive into the Me Too aspect of it. I mean, yes, there's some bad people out there that got their ways to do things. And I bet you there were people back in the day worse, or maybe not worse, but as bad as Harvey Weinstein was. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that shit was rampant back in the day. Exactly. So. I mean, it's gotten better. It's probably not perfect. I'm sure it's not perfect, but... No. I mean, who was it? Jennifer Lawrence? When she did that sex scene with... um, um, Parks and Rec, dude. Oh, Chris Pratt. Yeah, she said she had to do a couple shots of vodka before she did it. Yeah, I mean, Wild Things. Neb Campbell, Denise Richards said the same thing. Margot Robbie was... Tuned up when she did yeah, her new scene. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't think that's nefarious in any way. That was their decision. They just want to loosen up a little bit. Yeah, like, why not? But It's like you give any girl a little booze. We'll show you whatever you got. All right, so down. <laughs> but Facts. And it was interesting. I mean, you think about it now. I'm trying to think of an example of what I'm trying to say. Well, let me just say this while you're thinking. Tequila makes her clothes fall off. It was an actual song, and it's actual facts. Yeah, I remember that song. But, yeah, back in the day, like 70s, it seemed like the way they described it in the 60s, 70s, 80s, as an actress, you were almost expected to go topless. Yeah. And it wouldn't... It, it, I think that going back to like the 50s, Jane Mansfield and Marilyn Monroe proved that it wasn't a career ender to go topless. And then it kind of devolved into you're almost expected to go topless. And now it's basically your choice if you want. I mean, the, I'm sure the... Contracts and everything have gotten a lot more technical and well, a lot more direct. Game of Thrones, people started complaining about, uh, like Daenerys. Yeah, I mean she she's, didn't want to she didn't want to do it anymore. Yeah, but at the time she was willing to do it, and then realized she had the clout where she didn't have to. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's not how it should be, but I mean she wanted the role. You gotta do the role. It's it's tough. I don't yeah. I don't really. There's not a good solution there's to it. There's really think. not. I just say if you're comfortable doing it, cool. If you're not, then don't. 
It's your choice, your career, your options. It can make you, it can break you, it can do whatever. According to these girls that they interviewed, it makes you. But some, yeah, some of them said I mean, specifically just, they want to have a career. You know, there's times like today. I was like, wow, like I don't know how my TV has this thing, but it says watch list, and I don't want to have a watch list, and I don't think you do either. On but what? On my on my app or my Amazon TV. Like on Prime, you have a watch list? Supposedly. I've never set one up on anything. Yeah, and that was where I found the student service or whatever the fuck. <laughs> and I was like, I never heard of this movie. Well, I and mean, then I started thinking. I was like, 2010, and then I noticed it was four, and I was like, well, fuck it, I'll put it on. Damn. It was French. Oh, it's French. That makes sense. It's like, is my prime reading me? I mean, yeah. The, it's like I fall asleep and they, they have like a tentacle that comes out of the TV and sticks it up my ass and that's why I have hemorrhoids. Quite possibly. I mean, what was that movie we just, I mean, a couple of years ago? It was Cronenberg. Uh, fuck, I don't remember. But something like that where the TV starts controlling you and shit. Yeah. Huh? Long live the new flesh. Yeah, you never know. Like. I don't Videodrome know. or video something. Videodrome, I think. Anyway. Uh, yeah, I mean. Um, yeah. I thought it was a very interesting documentary. I liked it, but now that we talked about it more, I wish they would have. I think that they could have. On a season, they could have dug a lot deeper into, and that would have made this podcast even better because we could have watched could have done episode one. by episode, yeah, yeah, and we could have talked about each one, and then you just push them all together and make it one long one. Yeah, I, I mean, I get why they did it the way they did, but it could have they could have gone a lot deeper into it. Yeah, for sure, and that's like I said, they didn't talk about wild things, which is very epic. They just showed a picture of what I mean, yeah, like I said, they could have broken it up as like the 80s, the horror nudity that they did. The 90s, the fucking sexual thriller yeah. that they did. 2000s, the sexual and comedies that they did. one is only a did. half hour long and one's an hour and yeah, a half, I mean, then whatever. Like, yeah. Fuck it. And I guess it all depends on who you can get to be interviewed for it. True, but if they... It's a, if it's a Hulu, if it is a Hulu original, I'm not sure. Um, yeah, I don't know. In my uh, head, they could be like, hey, Sharon Stone, we'll give you 50 grand. Come do like 20 minutes of talking. Yeah. Um, they have fuck you money now. They're Disney. And, uh, I mean, yeah, <laughs> they do. But it was interesting, before we get too far off, like Titanic, they... Were yeah, why was Titanic PG-13? I don't know, because they had the fucking person from the MPAA there, and they didn't ask her about that, but Richard Roper, or whatever the critic's name is, said, like, there... It, there was nudity, but they made the right decision to make a PG-13 and didn't really expand on that. Yeah. Where they also talked about Boogie Nights, where they were going to make it X because of they showed Mark Wahlberg's prosthetic dick at the end. Mm-hmm. But somehow that got into an R, which... Yeah. Well, and when was this made? It got released in 2020. I think it was made in 2018, 19. Okay, that makes sense now. So I was like, why don't we talk about X? Yeah, it was definitely before that. And I don't know if you caught this, but when they were interviewing Joe Dante, the guy who directed Gremlins, he was interviewed a few times in it. They were, he was saying, like, when you would submit back in, like, the 60s, 70s, or would have to have been the 70s because the MPA wasn't a thing then, that 
they would send their movie to the MPAA, say it's an X rating unless you cut this, this, and this. And they would send the movie back with the cuts. Okay, all right, now you're an R. But then they just send the movie without doing the cuts out, and they just said, fuck it. So they'd send out a movie that was X-rated under the presumption that it was cut to be an R, so it would be X-rated, but an R rating with the presumption that cuts were made. What? Yeah, that's fucked up. I mean... I mean, that is a documentary I would like to see is on the MPAA specifically and how they determine what makes a PG-13 as opposed to an R or R to an NC-17. I would love to go in there, have an interview, say, okay, how do you do this? And then go... How the fuck did Titanic get PG-13 when there's obviously nipples? Explain. I mean, that's the interesting thing to me because... Do they want to make it that much of a family movie? Like, I'm winking my hands right now. Right. But, like, they did, if they made it R, my grandma would not have brought me there five times. Well, that's the thing. I mean... As a director, producer, whatever, when you sign a contract to make a movie, the studio in the contract says this movie has to be R. Mm-hmm. Like, that's why, I mean, we've probably talked about this every time we talk about this fucking guy, but Kevin Smith has gone to battle with the MPA three times and won every time. So they want because to make they, Zach and Mirius they NC-17. Clerks so. was going to be NC-17 also. What? Because of the wording? Because of the language. Donkey and, show? Well, that's Clerks, too. Yeah. Clerks, he... I mean, the reason he battled on Zack and Mira, he said, I'll, we'll be the NC-17 movie, that's fine. But with Miramax, he was contractually obligated to make an R-rated movie. Okay. So he had to do the cuts or take it to... I forgot what they call it, but take it to a vote. And he won each time. It was that one, Clerks. They were going to make Jersey Girl R originally. And then Zach and Mary was going to be NC-17. Jeez. But yeah, when you typically, especially nowadays, when you make a movie, you know exactly what your rating has to be going on. So. Huh. If the MPA says this is not a PG-13, this is an R, you have to make the cuts to make it a PG-13. I'd say they should just do no ratings. No ratings? No ratings. So you go watch a movie called The Gentle Dinosaur. Never seen a trailer for it. You bring your fucking seven-year-old and it's some hardcore porno. Somebody swinging a big old dinosaur dick in people's faces. That's cool. That sounds great. You got to train them while they're young. Is what I say. <laughs> Introduce it early. Yeah. I mean, this world's fucked. Pretty much. But, yeah, I mean, anything else on the dock? I watched The Idol. Um no, on, uh, the movie. Let's oh, the wrap movie. up the documentary. Oh, okay. Um, no, I'm pretty good at the documentary. I don't know. It's tough to rate documentaries. It I is. Mean, I mean, I mean, I give it a six because it had good. I give it a six three, but I would have gave it a higher view before I started this because after we talked about, it, I was like, man. I'm going into more serious into this than I am. I agree. Anything else? So, okay, starting this off, I would have been a seven point five. But I think after we talked about things and everything went with how it went, I say a six three. See, I will. I'll give it a seven because there was a lot of shit in there that I didn't know from like way back in the day. So it's good for that. I agree that it should have been broken up into decades. And broken down more than should have gone into the 
seedier side of the business, I think, would have yeah. been good. Not good, but, I mean, it'd be interesting to see how that played into it. Because I'm sure it's pretty horrific back in the days for sure. Yeah. But yeah, there's a lot of shit I didn't know. And it was enjoyable. Yeah, I enjoyed it a lot. And I mean, if you like boobies, you see plenty of them. If you like dick, you see plenty of those too. You know, big fan of both. (laughs) 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 But yeah. Yeah, I, I, I recommend it for sure. Yeah. Speaking about movies, The Idol. Yeah, we just saw this dropping in June or something, Well, right? they put a music trailer out on I, HBO Max. Oh, really? Yeah, I'll play it for you. But we're talking um, Lily Rose Depp, like half boobies out. Shaking everything she's got. I mean, she has small boobs, perfect boobs. I call perfect for her. But... um. But no, the music video is like holy shit! Like, you're you're just showing it. Yeah, I, I mean, show's done by the creator of Euphoria, so you expect it to be as salacious as that was. Yeah, that was. That's why. I'm, that's why I'm excited to see it. I love Euphoria. If it's as wild and creative like that. I know it has issues. I I will take that yeah, back to with it. I'm sure we'll find out more about exactly what those issues were as the show comes out. Yeah, they've been kind of obtuse about what like was actually the weekend going rape on. someone. I think it was more about the showrunner. Yeah, but yeah, apparently they had some issues. <laughs> but yeah, other than that, like. I mean, we talked about the Burt being on Family Feud on the last one, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, there's really... N- what I've seen so far, maybe you can explain, but there's not really any summer TV shows coming out. Summer is typically a dead zone for television, for sure. But sometimes HBO and Showtime drop, like, a summer one. Sometimes. I mean, they're doing it this year, but typically HBO hits hard and... Fall, winter, mm-hmm. like, because that's... I mean, they're doing the idol, so that's... Right, but, I mean, fall, winter, that's when award season starts ramping up, so they want to get as many nominations as they can, so they'll drop it yeah. later in the year. That's true. But, I mean... Yeah, I mean, I... That's why I didn't really... I mean, watch... Two episodes of the Belushi growing, whatever the fuck. Um, I don't know. I just respect them. I mean, Belushi, Jim, the Belushi's. Well, Jim. there's just one. Now. Yeah, but you know, like, yeah, I, I was not a big fan of the Blues Brothers. To be yeah, well, we will stretch. we will get into, we'll that, get into that with for, our thing. But yeah, that's definitely not a list maker. But. I respect who he was and how his brother kind of like, hey, I will take, I'll go, I'll, I'll be him if you need me to be. He's trying to keep the legacy going with the Blues Brothers weed yeah. strain or whatever, so I can respect that. Yeah. Unless he's just trying to cash in on it. That's kind of dirty. But I don't think he's... I think, I he's, think he's pretty well set, I would imagine. Oh, According yeah. to Jim, was a pretty big show. Yeah. Assuming he didn't burn through it. No, he should I, be all right. I'm pretty sure he's doing pretty well in life. Because he's a Belushi, too. I mean, yeah. But, like, this is how... I want to... I want to try that shit. I want to know where I can find it. If it's just out west. Well, if anything, we need to find the Kevin Smith show. Well, yeah, we need to get both of them. The Snoochie Boochies, fucking... Blues Brothers, Snoochie Boochies. We'll, well, Kevin we'll Smith had all. three different strains. Oh, well, let's smoke them all. But yeah. it'd be so cool to smoke the Blues Brothers stuff because we're watching a show where he's like... In Colombia, fucking getting the seeds <laughs> for it. Like, that's insane. 
Well, that was the last episode. He was in Portland or Seattle and gunshots start fucking firing. No, that was Columbia. That was not Columbia. Yeah, it was. Was it? Yeah. You sure? 1,000. I was watching it. I was kind of half paying attention to it. Yeah, he was there down in uh, Columbia, and that's where he was getting the seeds that um, um, Dan Aykroyd was saying, like, you can only find it down there, but I'm not going down there. So if we're going to have the Booze Brothers' names on it, it's got to be the best of the best. Yeah, I I guess I wasn't paying that close attention at that point. I thought he was in fucking Portland, which would make sense. Yeah, so... (laughs) um, then he got in the helicopter, and he's like, this was my trip down here to see wh- how my brother died was from cocaine. And he's like, it's kind of, you know, this was the heart of cocaine, and I'm actually here, you know. Interesting. And that's where he was, like, tearing up because that's what took John Belushi was cocaine. Well, among other things. And among but other I, things, but I think that, that was, was that was a – he had a huge input in it, for sure. Yeah, and he was basically saying, too, like, I don't know if you caught this at the beginning of the first season or the first episode, but he said if marijuana was yeah, like it was He today, was saying his brother, like, played linebacker or something, and mm-hmm. he, he was implying that he had some severe CTE, maybe. Yeah, so that's where he was basically saying that we, if his brother, that's the one thing the about like that, that show I caught when they're doing that intervention or whatever, that felt so fucking staged. There's a lot of it staged, but I, I don't mind it. I mean, yeah, I see. I don't, I don't really get into those reality shows like you do. Yeah, yeah. I like. I, I, I get it. I don't mind. I get it. the appeal of it. I just, it, it's just not for me. Yeah, I, I like it. It's good. But. I mean, yeah, that and the two fucking deadbeat like workers he has that yeah. show up late and burn all his prop and like, okay, fire the dumbasses. Well, he's <laughs> the one that burned it. Right, but I mean, th- yeah, that's right. But yeah. he, th- they were fucking up left and right too. Mm-hmm. So just fucking fire those dumbasses. But I like his one on ones because that is so true. I have not. Oh, wait, I can't see it. Hold on, I see it. I haven't bought it, but I've been giving those chocolates out of the things. And I feel like I need to have a night where I just take, you know, a couple bars and not smoke anything or drink anything and just see how it affects me. Now, I don't really remember the concept of According to Jim. I love that show. What was it about? Obviously, it's about Jim. Yeah, he's a dad, and he had a hot wife, just like King yeah. of Queens. But didn't he have like his brother-in-law or something staying with him, or in the guest house, or that was some... Larry or whatever? Or am I thinking of a different show? We should see if it's airing somewhere. It's probably on Hulu, I would think. Yeah, we'll look that yeah. up. Maybe it'll be our new one. We'll try. Maybe it's on fucking Paramount. Yeah. They have, or no, it was on Discovery. It's not going to be on Discovery. But anyway, we should shut this down because we're yeah. just fucking going way off base. So. I, I don't mind doing documentaries. That was, I think we need to start doing it every now and then. Yeah, and I, I we could branch off of not necessarily movie based documentaries. We can do. Although I, there's a couple Amityville horror ones that I think would be good. Yeah, I was big in Amity horror. That's like the whole. What were their names? Lorraine and. Fuck. Can't remember his name. But the married couple that The Conjuring is based on, they were the Amityville horror people. Yeah. So I'm sure there's some documentaries based on them that'd be interesting to do. Yeah, that's how I. Yeah, let's definitely check that out. But yeah. I've, so yeah, we got some different options. We can still do a couple. Pick a year, do a movie you've never seen. I still think it'd be a fun thing to do to just pick a number, and count out the movie, in the bookshelf. And all right, that's movie two hundred. And then count to 200 and do that movie, regardless of what it is. What if we've done it? Then we'll 
go one over. One, one over, one behind. <laughs> one behind. Oh, snap. But yeah, according to Jones yeah. on C- uh, Prime. Is that? But yeah, let's close this shit down. Um, I like trying new stuff. and Yeah, I, I think documentaries will be fun. Yeah. This was a good one, I think. I think we stick with the movie ones and then maybe go into like, I'll choose one, you choose like a sports one or something, or, you know, vice versa. Like, we could join on one, but like, I wouldn't mind doing a true crime one because I kind of get into that kind of shit. Yeah, for like, sure. Who did it? For what sure. did it? Um, I like the paranormal shit, so like Amityville horror, stuff like that. We'll so, yeah, maybe we'll do that one in the near future. And, um, yeah, there's lots of options. 80s coming up here. Relatively soon, two weeks. Yeah, I guess we gotta pause this for a minute. Oh, pause the eighties. I mean, yeah, we're gonna have to. There's still I gotta watch a lot of YouTube's to catch up where I'm at. <laughs> All right, but yeah, um, skin it's worth a look if yep, you're a movie fan out. for sure. All right, peace. Well, shit got a little loose. Hopefully you understood everything. Whether or not you agree or disagree with our take on the movies, hopefully you learned something or were at least entertained. So come back for more booze and bullshit.